Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Uh, ah, okay. <laughs> Fuck it. Hi, everybody. Hello, Let's everyone. Through this. Get through the intro. <laughs> My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Madam Web. <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> Lady Morbius, here we come. Oh man, boy oh boy, it was Morbin time. He was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she died. For like two hours. Yeah. For two yeah. solid hours of Morbin like time. Two to four hours, not mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. The, time really uh, dilated when I walked into that theater. <laughs> Holy shit. This, this it was is like one getting close to it was like being on the edge of a black hole. Yeah. Tom, this is one of those podcasts where I feel like we don't even need the other person. Does that make sense? Like, I think either one of us could, for 45 minutes, talk. Just talk uh, unbroken about Madam yeah. Web. Yeah. So this is, you know, everybody's talking about Madam Web. It's the new are Morbius. They? <laughs> they, they are, but not seeing it. No one's seeing it. Tom, my theater did have more people than I expected. And in the first 10 Same. minutes. Yeah. In the first 10 minutes, two kids got kicked out for talking, and I don't know what's worse, <laughs> getting kicked out of Madam Web or be complaining about someone <laughs> during Madam Web. Like, there's no winners there. Listen, I've, I paid eight bucks for this experience. <laughs> I really want to focus on it. On Madam Web. Yeah. Man, getting I, kicked out of Madam Web. I know. That's so sad. How do you come back from that? I don't think you do. I think that's rock you have bottom. To, you have to change schools. You have to move. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, Madam Web. Uh, where to begin? I, I guess, Tom, to I have say. a few questions. It's hard to say where to begin. Yeah. Here's, I guess, my big take. I, I'll, I, so I have some questions for you because mm-hmm. I, I assume you know more about what Madam Web is. Oh, gosh. Uh, we'll see. Barely. More than me. Barely. Yeah. My my vibe is there was probably like a really good movie in the original idea, but they wanted to make a conventional superhero movie and that ruined it. Does that make sense? Like it felt like this wasn't a conventional superhero story. Madam Web, from what I can tell, she's paralyzed and blind and she keeps to this like device that's web like and astral projects. I think that's what she is. Uh, yeah, the movie doesn't help. As far as I know. I yeah. don't know much about her. She's in comics that I kind of stopped reading around this time. Right. Um, I mean, well, I think she's actually older than that. But uh, she's a weird character that's like an old lady, too. So, yes. Uh, it was, it, I remember hearing this idea being pitched as a movie, however many years ago it was when this was first entering into production, really confounded me at the time. Because I they, couldn't. Uh- conceive of what a movie about this character would be <laughs> and this is Neither what it was <laughs> yeah, yeah apparently they, nobody could have either that's the thing so uh, i guess i'll start because this is a bad movie right this is a bad movie the, yeah this is pretty fascinatingly bad yes um it feels to me it felt like you know like you ever watch an improv troupe and like they know it's going wrong so they all just say fuck it and like start being nihilistic about it and start just being weird like or like an snl sketch where like it's not working so one of the actors just starts doing a voice or something (laughs) that's my vibe of this is i feel like no one involved or rather everybody involved knew at some point this isn't working (laughs) and they just said fuck it um the the most incredible one is dakota johnson when she started speaking, I gasped. Yeah. I literally went, oh, like, I know she's better than that. I, even she in Fifty is, Shades of Grey. She throws away every single line. Like, every she line. could not bring herself to care about one thing she said. Right. It was incredible. All, 
the interviews around this film, it's clear that she just like at some point in the production, she was like, I'm contractually obligated to do this and I hate it. It, like, se- that's- it seems like a situation where your people are all saying, hey, this is a Marvel movie. You got to do a Marvel movie for the big payday. All right, fine. Yeah. I'll do a Marvel movie. And she is slouching her way th- through this. like. It's it's amazing. Both her and Adam Scott. I felt like maybe they hated each other on set because they have no chemistry. They're just they're just letting these lines fall flat. Um, it, it's they're like just when both the, like, it's like when the baseball team was forced to do drama. Yeah, it's like it, it, <laughs> really throwing it away. It really is because like that's the whole like i think everybody comes out of this clean because it's so messy that it's hard to pin down what went wrong uh, i mean the, man the writing is so so bad but the other thing that's amazing about dakota johnson is she's aggressively unlikable yes oh my god she it's like she's trying to be it, yeah it's so weird the thing she's the, so weird she's so like weird and she doesn't like people yet she's a paramedic so like why would she enter into a career of 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 helping people when she has no empathy. That's like her arc is that she has to learn to stop being selfish and care about others. It's like, so why on earth did she decide to be a paramedic? She, there's a part where a child gives her a drawing and she is baffled. And she's acting like she just got handed like a mysterious carving from some kid that crawled out of a hole in a tree. She's like, what do I do with this? And, And Adam Scott is like, just take it. Yeah, take it you say thank you. Martian? Have you ever received a gift like, before in your life? What are you doing? Yeah. It is a fascinating performance. It's uh, <laughs> And it's a fascinating it, character. Like it's she's written like a real asshole and right, then well, she's playing it with such like like at gunpoint energy almost. Her incredible vibe, her arc, like I didn't even realize until the moment where she sees her mom flashback with like the God, the powers in this are, uh, are there's like, there's one part where she communicates with the villain. Yeah. She communicates with the villain through a dream and they never explain why they can communicate really through dreams. There's a lot of that where I'm like, okay, I guess that's something you can do. Um, but when she finds closure with her mom, I didn't even realize that's what she was looking for. When she's like, oh, I thought you hated me. And I'm like, you thought your mom hated you because she died? Like, what? Like, the, I, I get, like, I th- why is she in the jungle while pregnant? I think that was it. But but it's so undefined, I felt like, throughout, where it's like yeah. there's little hints of it. Like, when she goes to the weird bridal, the baby shower, I, and they don't oh seem to know how to handle God. a person whose parent died. Well, because like, she does this like weird these, fucking thing, Dave. Like, this is... Yeah. This is like such everybody has been to a party where this fucking dipshit shows up where they're doing this game where they're this is a crazy game to begin with. So I can't be that mad at her, I guess. That's what I mean. It's like 97 percent mad at her. The bridal party is also they or the baby shower party seems to be baffled by something that's very basic, which is like, oh, my mom passed away when I was young. And they all just like, I mean, she's not making it better. Like, I know that's what you're getting up to. Yeah, it's this it's this game where you're supposed to write on a card like something you like about your mom or like a good memory you have about your mom. And she just fucking puts in a blank card. She puts in a blank, yeah. And then they pull it out. They're like, well, why is it blank? And it's like, well, you know, I don't actually have a mom. Like, it's such like a... So they all have to ask and say, oh, she died before I was born in the Amazons researching spiders. Like, it's such a (laughs) pull all of the attention in the room towards me move. Yes, because she could just not put in a a car. Or say something like we learned that she grew up in foster care and she defends foster care to the teens later. So we we know she had like at least a halfway decent foster home. Put in a nice memory about your foster parents. It's the like, thing why? where it's like they're. It's the thing like with the drawing. It's like how do you not know how to approach this? Like all, you're also correct. Like everybody else at the baby shower is behaving weirdly about her. They act like she took a dump on the yeah, floor. They, they like they're no, like yeah, like it was a real faux pas for her to mention the but, fact that her parents are dead. It is really weird. Like they should react to why did you put in a blank piece of paper? You yeah. clearly want attention. You just wanted like, us to ask is. you why you put in a blank piece of paper so you could tell exactly. us your your tragic story and then we could all all the attention in the room could now be on you 
except this is a baby shower. Right. It is absolutely the person. Like, there are people like this who show up at parties. Oh, yeah. And they try to act like... It's like the person at a bar reading, like, a please talk to me book, like, pay attention to me book. Like, that. Like it's that idea of, like, trying to act standoffish while doing something that's like right in your screen it's like someone reading a book quietly while wearing like a dr seuss hat like it's like they clearly want attention but they don't want to they they're acting like they don't want it and it's like yeah don't fucking do this why would you do this yeah just don't put a piece of paper (laughs) it's such a dickweed move man it's so weird it's it's Um, it's like it's like the drawings how do you not know how to navigate this situation like, either know. put in a memory about your foster parents or don't put in a card, you fucking ghoul. What are you right. doing? It's, right, such I, well, a, it's such a I, weird scene. It, every scene of this is fucking weird. And she's so, she's completely monotone the entire film. The entire film. She's not the only, the villain, was the villain dubbed? No. What was going on? Okay, because I he, mean, maybe in some of those scenes, maybe they his, had to there was, do more recording, but... Okay, because he was doing a thing, and like, I mean, the villain also, I mean, they're all... It's the all villain, it, the whole movie starts because... So, Madam Webb's deal is, is her special power is supposed to be seeking, she can see the future, but the movie starts because the bad guy has a dream of him being murdered by three spider women at some point in the future. Yes, uh, in costumes. What a weird dream to be ca- yeah, having. And this it's a dream we find out later. This dream has plagued him. He's had yeah. this dream for years. <laughs> and he consults this like weird hacker in his house. And yeah, he's like, I must kill these teenage girls because I've had this dream about yeah. them. It's very dumb. He casually meets this NSA agent at the opera. Yes. And then has sex with her to steal her NSA credentials, which she brought with her to the opera. There's so many weird. Yeah, that that fucking. Okay. Anyway, I just wanted to put it. The thing I was pointing out by mentioning Madam Webb's powers is that apparently the bad guy can also see the future, too, sometimes. Because he has the spider thing. Yeah, Yeah, sometimes. But only like weird premonitions. And then he that's not how he ends up dying. So I took um, that to mean that he wasn't dead. Yeah. I mean, a big Pepsi maybe they wanted that for the sequel. Him, but like a Pepsi <laughs> sign could fall on Spider-Man and he wouldn't There's be dead. So, so many threads to pull out here and it's really tough. There's it's a really shocking, tough to stay focused. There's a shocking amount of Pepsi in it. Yes, there is. And then, yeah, a Pepsi sign falls. Fuck. And we, sorry, when he poisons the NSA agent, by the way, her line is, how are you poisoning me? That's the first thing she says to recognize she's been poisoned. And I think and that dro- it also, I just wanted to point out that line did sound ADR. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because I think it was unclear that yeah. he was poisoning her, but they couldn't make the line go like, oh my God, I'm being poisoned or, or I don't what's feel happening well. to me. Yes. Her first indication, she gets poisoned and says how she wants to know how, how she's being poisoned. That's her first inquiry in that moment it's there's so it's many like she instantly she immediately knows she's being poisoned which that's must take a lot of training right. or knowledge but there, <laughs> there's a lot of that adr where they cut to like the back of someone's head and yeah, they say they, a bunch they of try, shit. yeah trying to fill in the gaps <laughs> trying to spackle it up i need to know what kind of disaster this movie was oh because my God. This, we're talking about performances there's so much there's so much to cover i just this was God, this movie was so boring. It was so that's, it was like okay. It it takes place in 2003 and I've seen plenty of other reviewers make this point as well. It feels like it was made in 2003. Like it it's really got does. that weird uncertain like it doesn't believe in its own premise in a way that a lot of those early superhero movies didn't where they were like like daredevil and even like the early, the first x-men is is weird right. kind of in that way where they're not like they're kind of doing it like half-heartedly because like there is this cool is are people gonna like this right so like when we've finally gotten to like iron man and the marvel the mcu stuff it's more just confidently embracing it so there's like this weird 
uncertainty with the tone so they pull back on the superhero stuff but it so instead it just becomes this slog of scene after scene of people just vomiting out dialogue that has like six or seven too many words in it like each line has a little too many words in it (laughs) so that reminds me when he kills the nsa agent he says i wrote this down oh sweet believe me it's good you had no idea today was the day you're going to die <laughs> yep and i don't know what that meant he said I know, that to I know no one word... by the way he yeah, said that to yeah. an empty room <laughs> believe me it's good you had no idea today was the day you're going to die okay what the what there's so many lines like that and yeah it's this movie is basically it's all the the worst ver- scenes of a superhero movie, the exposition, the sweaty mm-hmm. dialogue with none of the action. Yeah. They never get to be superheroes, by the way. She, that never happens. She, she hits the villain with her car twice. Twice. <laughs> it's like her move. It's her signature. It's move. her limit it's break. Dave. Yeah. She hits him with her car. It's so, this is what I wanted to like. Okay. This is why everybody comes out clean is I, I think they just, they had, they had no idea how to make this movie, and I think there's some stuff about this movie that I genuinely like. Uh, it's not in the movie, for the record. It's around the movie. <laughs> None meaning of it made that, it in. Right, meaning that it's like these broad premises that I'm like, oh yeah, you could do something with that. Yeah. Um, number one, and the big one, is the idea that the main character basically has no superpowers. Um that actually is compelling to me because so many superhero movies have the opposite issue where you're like, Thor is not in danger ever, right? Like Thor never seems, you know, it's the opposite issue where it's like the villain is Spider-Man. What do you do with that? That's like Homelander shit, right? Where it's like, yeah. that can be a compelling idea. The answer is she hits him with his car several times. Yeah. They didn't know what to do with that. Yeah, he's also yeah, so as a result, he's never formidable. Yes, he just he There's just also, shows up and gets bodied by in some clownish series of Final Destination events. Right. The other premise, which is someone who can see a few minutes into the future, is compelling. However, there is a movie, Tom, that you might know called Next with Mick <laughs> Nicholas Cage, which is the exact same premise. And dare I say that terrible Nicholas Cage movie does a better job. Well, it's this is it's uh, it's also a lease. At least a less impressive version of Edge of Tomorrow. Yes, it really is. Because the way they depict her psychic abilities is th- there's a couple good moments where it's almost like a horror movie where the sound is mm. really jarring. Yeah. But then they sort of stop. That's as far as they can go with it. They don't think of new ways to do that ability. So by the end, it's just us following her and she's going, go this way, duck, do this. And we're like, okay, I guess she knows this because she's living the scene out. Um, But they never really show it anymore. It's a a tough power to, like, explain, uh, convey visually. Uh, I get that. The problem is there was a movie called Next that did it better. Because if you remember near the third act of uh, Next, they were faced with the same problem. They said, how do we reintroduce this premise in an interesting way? What they did was a sequence where Nicolas Cage splits into multiple versions of himself and explores this building. The idea is they have a limited time to see, to find the bad guys in this building. So they do a sequence where there's like hundreds of Nicolas Cage's wandering through this warehouse. And the idea is that he didn't physically split into multiple things. We're just seeing all the different timelines of these two minutes that he's relived over and over again to figure this out. That was an interesting way to do it. That movie's terrible. Terrible movie. Yeah, but um, like in Edge of Tomorrow, which is a good movie, they just kind of yeah. do it. Like you just live they the just scene. Yeah, and then it's, oh, that was one of the loops. Right. They bake, they they just, bake they, that into the narrative so you get surprised by it too. Right. They never can figure it out and it ends up being like jumbled and in the editing. Like it's hard to even talk about the editing in this or the like, because it's all kind of... It feels like they never got, they never figured it out. 
and, and they, she's and they <laughs> failed the entire time and again it's it can't hit this hard enough like she is so goddamn bored by all of it like every time she yeah. has one of her premonitions it's like she barely cares there's oh my yes. god there's one scene where she's giving cpr to this man on the ground and then just stops like she so just stops and says he's this fine. guy's ready like that's not how that works <laughs> no it's not not at all uh, it is she is yes she is unfazed by every moment of this film um yeah. it doesn't help that like the three young girls who are seem to be good actresses they don't get their their dynamic they're, is yeah. that they just fight the entire they're time. all they're all one-dimensional they all have a single they, character trait um yes. And yeah, they just, like, everybody's kind of an asshole in this movie. Everybody's really unpleasant. Yeah. Everybody. Uncle Ben. They're all, they're all <laughs> just generally ben. like, yeah. <laughs> Fucking Adam Scott. Adam Scott, again, Man. they all seem to know that there's no use. Where they're yeah. like, this movie's not What is the good. point I mean, of this movie? Yeah. Because that's the other thing is like, the premise of a weirder movie, right? Like, again, a weirder, if they made this weirder. If they understood that she has this limited power, right? And it's like she's the underdog. You need to make a movie around that. But they wanted to hit all the same superhero beats. And it's like, no, this has to be like, you have to, like, this is a beautiful opportunity to reinvent superhero films, to do something unconventional. Um, and they just tried to fit it in that same. Yeah, there's part of that in this. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, they trying to do it in a, like the idea of she can see a little bit in the future, but she can't control when it happens. She, the images don't always make sense. Um, she knows she has to stop this scary ass man who can walk on the ceilings and, and shit from yeah. murdering these three teens, but doesn't really understand why uh, that's all that could all still be. A, that's all a good movie. Like that's, that could be good. Uh, yeah. But they spend, so much time on all this lore and all this positioning like they're trying to build out another cinematic universe with these yes. characters who are going to get powers at some point in the future not in this movie not in this film not in this movie <laughs> yes this film is all origin yeah to the point all that it forgets origin. to have a superhero in it a superhero never shows up <laughs> Like, I would argue that this is all first act stuff in this movie and so like it makes it yeah, a lot of it is, again, a lot of it is we're in a car, we're driving, we're stopping, we're talking about stuff. Yeah. Remember when she, after the subway scene, there's no reason for her not to go to the police. There is literally no reason. And she steals a cab and drives away with these three girls into the woods. And like, why not go to the cops in that moment? Like, there's no reason not to go to the police in that moment. Well, one of the girls and tells them she can't or else she'll get deported. Because she, yeah, well, not, she won't get deported. She'll get put into foster care. Right. But that's later. Like when she has the cab. That's true. She doesn't right. know that yet. Yeah. She she should drive right to the cops in that moment. Instead, yeah, when she learns on the you? radio that she's like wanted for kidnapping, like go to the cops, go to the cop and go, I didn't kidnap these girls. Here that they are. scene where she's yeah, trying she's oh. trying to do like a little bit of mugging and stammering like oh i just i don't know what i don't know what's going on here i just know that i had to save you girls but i'm just i didn't i didn't kidnap you i saved you right and i'm going to take you to your parents and your parents are going to know what's right for you and then she hears on the radio she's like ah see hear that hear that the cops are sure going to hunt that guy down boy i hope they catch that guy like i'm not exaggerating that much no. of these lines and, and then when she hears that they're looking for her she's like what what uh, uh, and she's looking back at the girls behind like but you guys saw but uh, but uh, but it's just it's so like so limp. It's so such a limp performance. Like it's it's it it's like seething with contempt. It how, is how it, bored she is with every line. She has it feels to say. like after every take, the director went cut. All right, I guess that's what we're getting. Let's move on. Yeah, like that's what it feels like. It, it, is, it, it is, is an wild. astounding performance. <laughs> It, it, she's throwing the whole thing like it's like a it's like yes. a, a protest performance yeah she's because taking like, there's, a dive yeah it's like it's like she's trying to point out how bad the movie is by just saying the lines with no to to like point out these are the lines they're making me say yeah, like I'm not these are the try moments. to sell this you can't yeah it's incredible 
incredible performance. Like it kind of, it's the most entertaining part of the movie, <laughs> which is uh, a real bummer to say. Um, I remember. So again, they want, I really do think uh, the big problem is they wanted to hit the same beats because they're doing this thing where like, it's trying to be an origin story for her, right? It's this, it's this for her we're and gonna for get these, her, the three girls who are going to become spider women as well. Yes. But they don't, again, they don't fucking, they they're think, bar- they they're think barely this is characters. Be, yeah. I don't know what they thought. I, I assume they thought like, Oh, people are going to love this movie so much and be pumped for the next one that we'll get to do play this long game. You know, they're doing that thing. We've talked about this a million times. The problem with the cinematic universe is they start getting so f- ahead of themselves that they forget to make a good movie in the right, moment. Yeah. That's <laughs> it's like, like incidental. It's, be so it's like the third or fourth thing down the list is making the actual movie. Right. So they're too busy setting up all these other movies yeah. that this current movie doesn't exist. And so they're going through like, what is the thing? Right. Sorry to keep you? interrupting you, but you're right. No. Like when you say this movie doesn't exist, like this is a nothing movie. Right. Like I walking out of the theater, I was like, what was the point of that movie? There were so many kids in my theater and they were, they were, this could, I, they could the end, not they have been so happy. They, yeah. They must've been no. so bored. This is like the dullest movie. It really is. The, here's the issue with the action. So again, you're making a superhero movie. If they made this weird, if they said, this isn't an action movie, this is a different type of movie, which they really should have done. Make it like a horror movie or something. Make it do something interesting with this. But since they didn't, they were like, we need to have action scenes, right? Like at these points, we need to have an action scene. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that she can't do anything. Um, and for them, like they, again, <laughs> not only that, that, nobody else can do anything. Nobody else. And that's an interesting <laughs> idea if you do something interesting yeah. with it. So instead, instead of action scenes, they do scenes where the villain shows up murders them it happens twice Mm -hmm. horribly beats them and murders them and then they reverse and go okay that was a vision and then the actual action that she does is leave (laughs) is go we got to get out of here and that's it so instead of action scenes we get these moments where the action the quote-unquote action is watching like a spider-powered guy murder teenagers and then we're like okay that's we fulfilled and then occasionally get hit by a car yes and then our heroes and then a Pepsi are basically sign falls on him. Yes, our heroes are always fleeing. Even the ending is them fleeing him. Um, it's they never fight; they just have to flee and avoid things. And then the end is literally her avoiding things strategically so that something falls on the bad guy. Yeah, and they never they never seem to realize like you can't make this a superhero movie. You can't try to triumphantly have them run away the whole movie. And they try to do the ending where the hero gets fully realized, you know, where it's like the you're doing it, Peter. (laughs) Yeah. And it's when she splits off. And so I didn't understand what was happening in that moment. Yeah, I thought they were trying to tell us she is looking at all of the different possible things that could happen. That's what I thought they were trying to tell us. But no, they were actually telling us that she was astral projecting her ghost to all three girls at once. Yeah, it's a new power we've never seen before. When she goes to Peru briefly, uh, they tell her, like, you're going to have other powers. But it's like, have her have that power early because that's an interesting power. Yeah. That's the first. But what's even more amazing is so it's like the three girls are all like, semi falling and she goes she has the moment where it's like it's time to become you know madam web oh, she right. splits off and then when she splits off the the craziest thing is she doesn't really help she just kind of helps them up yeah she coaches like she goes, them like, a little take bit my hand. yeah so it's like she's astral projects to do something that i feel like they could have done without her do like you, it felt like they didn't actually really need her help in that moment do you remember how how that ends how that scene ends no is she sitting there like what it's so all three of the girls are in some stage of falling they're about to fall off the girders of this and then right. the bad guy ezekiel says you can't save all of them but he says it i think with five extra words than that yeah. um and it then does. and then she's like oh but yeah i can uh, and then she just does this pose and starts like sending her ghosts out to save all the girls. 
So then he just punches her in the chest as hard as he can. (laughs) And she flies back into a wall. Because she's just standing there in front of him doing this weird little pose. So he's he's going to knock the shit out of you. Am I allowed to just hit her? I think I can just hit her. (laughs) That's not going to hurt me, is it? No, it didn't hurt me. I could just hit her. Boy, she's just giving me this one. Here's the here, and so she, she gets she gets blinded and she, loses she gets oh and man. paralyzed at it's, the end. it's a real revenge of the sith moment where they had to co- okay he's got to lose three limbs and get burned by lava in this in in the same <laughs> instant yes so, it has to happen immediately so she gets so this blown is, into the pepsi sign and careens off of it like the titanic propeller guy and then when she lands in the water, she gets hit in the face <laughs> with just like a flaming piece of wreckage. Yeah, it was. I it happened so fast that I didn't even realize it happened. It was bewildering. Until at it the was, end, she's in a wheelchair and blind. I'm like, wait. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's like the scene in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein when the when de niro rips helena bonacarter's heart yes. out throws it into the fireplace and then dives through the window yeah where you're like a lot just happened just in 20 so, seconds like three humongous things happen in six <laughs> seconds <laughs> it holy fucking shit that all right so like uh, my other note about this is so it ends with her like blind in this wheelchair which listen like like there, it, it's I know that the idea is like, you know, she's living a happy life. She has a disability, but she's living a happy life. But the reason why is because she can astral project. Yeah, she's got this power. I just, I guess what I want to point out is that, again, a very interesting idea, which is a superhero who has a disability, right? Right. Have her get that accident in the first act. In the first act. act, right. And have her learn to live with it and then astral project. Because basically, she just goes, it's okay. Because I can astral project. I don't need to learn to deal with this disability right. at all. She just sort she of takes like her it. entire world and life has just changed dramatically. And it's just like, oh, I'm, I'm, she says something weird at the end where she's like, she's this is my family, happy. all my girls or something. Yeah. Like she's like, and she's just like, surrogate I'm so mom now. happy. They yeah. all have and parents. Right. They do. You're right. She just sort of decides to adopt him. Because, by the way, because a nurse walks in the room, says, is this your family? Is this your immediate family? She says family, that line, yeah. and then the nurse leaves because the nurse wasn't there to do anything. That that pinged me. The nurse is just there to tee her up for a line. Oh, yeah. And then the <clears throat> nurse leaves. <laughs> There's a moment where she pulls out her mom's like memorabilia suitcase out from under her bed and is looking through her mom's old journals. And yeah. she finds a photo from earlier in the movie that's just yep. a picture of her mom in the pregnant in the rainforest. And then she finds another photo later on, which is a photo of her mom and the villain together. And she looks at the back of it and sees her mom's name and the villain's name, Ezekiel, in 1973. Um and again, it's another like clearly looks like a production still, but it's 1973. Yeah. They showed us is the year that her mom was murdered in the jungle by Ezekiel. So who took that photograph and developed it and labeled it and put it in her mom's journal? <laughs> There's a lot of that. Doesn't make sense. Dave. <laughs> Timeline no, it doesn't. doesn't. Add up. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff where again it it's res- it's they started from this is what we want to happen, right? Yeah, and we just needed to happen. The one of the first things that happened that like it's really hard because there's a lot of this stuff that's just like slightly weird or like slightly off but like the one that really called attention is that beginning scene she's in the jungle and ezekiel's like i've been looking for this spider my whole life and she's like i've been looking for this spider my whole life we're close and then there's like a scene and then she walks into the scene goes found the spider yeah and it's like you found that off screen like they don't like this idea of this coveted thing it's like if indiana jones showed up off screen and was just like okay here's here's the the grail yeah and later in the movie he's the bad guy has got the spider in this terrarium in the middle of his apartment and he keeps taking it out and playing with it and it's like bro it that took you 40 years to find right stop harassing the spider yeah it's so weird like maybe put a lock on it you murdered three people for this spider right 
imagine an opening that's like Raiders, where it's like a booby trap. Like that would have been a compelling opening, right? Is yeah, like cool. But they don't do that. They that happens off screen. It's just them at a camp. It's so much of just people talking. Yeah. Like they don't know Every when scene to it's just people droning on and on. Multiple times she leaves the girls somewhere and says, I have to go learn stuff. Be right back. She leaves them in the woods <laughs> to go learn stuff to just there's a lot of like there and back again where she like she goes to peru and comes back in like 16 hours the feeling i got was they wanted to reuse their sets because she goes to the diner and back to have like that weird dream she goes to her apartment to and back she goes to peru and back and it it felt like they are just like like when you think about what kind of sets this movie had it's like a couple houses and a diner and a hotel and it, it feels like they were really trying to budget. Don't forget the woods. And the woods, yeah. When she hits the guy with the fucking car the second time, does she bust through a Pepsi sign? I was so unclear on the geography because they show her in like Madison, driving. Madison Square Garden. Ugh. Um, yeah, Times Square. Well, Times Square. He's, he's attacking them and then it cuts to her in like a parking lot and she seems to know where she's going and I'm not sure why. I she's Madam Webb, bro. That's her power. Yeah, and she crashes through a wall, and then she comes out on the other side through like a sign that's like a bu- like one of the billboards. Up. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know what the geography of that was. I don't, and then he jumps up to get hit by the car. Yeah, to get hit by the he jumps into it. Like if he had stayed where he was, the ambulance would have sailed over his head. Yeah, it's a bad There's, move, <sighs> Ezekiel. And that ambulance scene, there's a part where she gets the EMT kit and uses a smoke bomb from it. Am I, did I see that correctly? Yeah. She throws like a smoke grenade and then I can only assume she got from the ambulance. Like, where did she get the smoke grenade? Yeah, was there is, something I why missed? Why is that in an ambulance? That's what I was saying. Like, why is there a smoke grenade in the EMT and like 60 flares? Like, there's so many flares there are. in that fucking ambulance. Listen, it's an emergency vehicle. I guess flares are important to have. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I guess you pack that full of flares. Yeah, yeah, you never want to have you never want to have too too little flares. Yeah, this movie is bad. This movie. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I uh, almost. I can't wrap my head around it all. It was so when she gets to Peru, and I looked at my phone looked at the time on my phone and saw there was still like 30 minutes left in this movie i was like oh shit it's oh brother (laughs) like like i'm not being hyperbolic for the sake of comedy when i say that nothing happens in this movie nothing (laughs) not really like it's she meets these three teens saves them from ezekiel uh, a Pepsi sign falls on him. Like the, and then they get like a vision of how they're going to be a superhero team sometime in the future, but not in this movie that we're showing you now. Right. You're not going to see any of that. That stuff's coming later. There's no, there's just so little joy. Like it's like, they it's just, like they're promising this cool superhero movie later on. Right. It's like, we're going to do a bunch of exposition work in this movie. Yeah. And you watch this movie and then you don't have to be confused for the other movie, movies that it, we swear will happen are good. It felt like homework in that way. Yeah. Did you know what he said? Does, did people say hangry in 2002? Because they were, 2003. I was just in 2003, because I'm pretty sure that's a 2010 thing. Like those Snickers commercials and stuff. I, I just point I, that I out because I can't remember if Hangry was around back then or not. It's been around for a while. It's let me look. I it just it 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 just strikes me because um this movie takes place in two thousand three and then never really feels like it is like it's the most bare minimum. Like they don't really have fun with that. Yeah, those ads are two, twenty fucking ten. Sorry, the Snickers commercials at least. That the 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 phrase has been around for a while, I think. Yeah. Um, but they just keep saying it. They and do so say I thought it a lot. like, oh, that must be a phrase. Uh, there's one part where she goes, I have to go home and watch Idol because I feel like they remembered, oh right, it's tw- tw- 2003. Yeah, and then they but don't the show most, her watching Idol. Right, and they don't really have anything to say about 
2003. It's just because of the Spider-Man thing they needed to do. Yeah, it, that's that's um, it. It's just because she has to be this age in order for Uncle Ben to be this age and or, in order for Peter to be born in this movie. They really got it felt, them it up. It's really bare minimum with a lot I, of that stuff. There was one part that was incredible to me, and I think it sums up a lot of the sort of the, kind of the cynicalness of the movie is there it, it there's a scene it cuts to her in her apartment where she's watching the Alistair Sim Christmas Carol oh my and, god and it's not christmas time she's only yes. watching it so they can show the scene where he's talking to the christmas future and Scrooge's like are these shadows of things that must be or things that might be just so she can have that seeing the future connection and, and say, like, ironically, sorry, Scrooge, but you can't change anything. I so, wrote it down. Hate to break it to you, Scrooge, but is. you can't change anything. Yeah, just watching and Christmas then, Carol in the middle of fucking July or whatever. And then a bird hits the window. They needed, so they, again, they needed to do this work where they knew they needed her to think, okay, something, she can change something, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in the middle of July, watching Scrooge for some reason, she says that out loud to the TV. Then there a bird are, hits the window. There are other movies about future sight, about yes. visions of the future you could have had her watching. Nobody would just be casually watching A Christmas Carol in the middle I, of the year. Public domain, baby. They were just like, listen, we're not spending any money. <laughs> a bird hits the window, and then and then she flashes. she flashes back, right? And then she goes to the window and opens it and says out loud, this isn't going to change anything. And then it saves the bird. And she goes, I guess you can change something. End of scene. Yep. And it's like, fuck, man. <laughs> like, there's so like, it's so unsubtle. She has to be a lot. She's like, when she's reading her mom's journal, she reads it out loud. Like, there's so many moments where it's just a character reading exposition out loud yeah. to the audience. Man, it and it's it's not only that it's unsubtle, it, it's it's not exciting. Like that's no. not, that shouldn't be the way that you discover you can change a future event by opening a window so a pigeon doesn't crash into it. I know that's the thing. Like that's supposed like, to be like that's the moment in Sam Raimi's Spider Man where Tobey Maguire starts jumping across rooftops. Like that's supposed exactly. to be this. That's the same scene. Right. You have to have her go out. Like, this is the thing, like, she at no point does she embrace the idea of, I want to be a hero. So, like, this is this is the first act. That is exactly what it is, is the first act moment where, like, so it first happens where she's an EMT and she sees that her, her friend is going to die. And her, 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 her mentor, her, Mike Epps. Yes, because of her performance and because of how it's edited, I got what happened, but it wasn't, it felt very muddled still. And she has to like sort of say, "I'm seeing the future" to somebody, because um, I feel like they were very con- they were like worried that people wouldn't get it, and for good reason because they didn't seem to know how to show it clearly. And then that's the point where she has to say, "Like this would have been so much easier if that death was her uncle Ben, right?" And it wasn't. Like it happens, and then she seems to forget about this guy from there on. And we never mentioned but- him again. Right, she needs to have a moment where she's obsessed with it and goes like, I could have saved him. I could have saved him. And then she goes out to try to find somebody to save, right? Like, that's what we needed, is a moment where she then, like, not a fucking pigeon, but like a person being mugged or another accident. She's a paramedic. Right. Like, you could just have her on a call. She's so resistant to helping people in this movie. Right. Why make her a paramedic yeah. if she doesn't use the power w- as a paramedic? That's what I assumed was going to happen, right? She goes out on a call. Yeah. Something bad happens and she then saves it. But they it feels like they have to cram more than like they spent they're like we we need people to know exactly how these powers work that we're going to cr- we're going to like push aside cuz all you have to do is we know about spider sense, right? <laughs> Like we know about Spider-Man Spider-Sense. Yeah. So just put in some bullshit like Spider's, you know, like introduce the idea of Spider-Sense, which all the other Spider-Man movies do in seconds. Like the Tobey Maguire one has like one scene where they're in the spider. Yeah. Time slows down. Yeah. Yeah. Just have them explain. Oh, you mean the explaining thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like just have someone say like, yeah, some spiders have like almost a precognition 
ability. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit, but they explain it, yeah. right? That's We're all not we confused need to know. by it. She has advanced spider sense. Bam. That's it, you know? Like, they seem to not... I don't know. They seem to be obsessed with we need to tell you exactly how this is happening. Well, like, like I said, it's it feels like a movie from 2003. Like, it has no faith in the yeah. audience's ability to understand all this superhero nonsense and also be cool with it. It's like, have right. you, like they haven't been paying attention to the past 15 years of movies. And so the whole movie is spent with exposition. There's yeah, no, just these again, windbags dealing out this exposition that is so stupid and so melodramatic. It's all the scenes between action scenes yeah. for two hours. Uh, and not the good kind. And then, yeah, like when they're, remember the fortune cookie scene? Like when Oof. they're, tr- they're supposed to be riffing off of each other and there's like weird pauses in the dialogue. Yeah, it's just so Someone badly compared it to written. a Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> it does kind of feel like that. Yeah. Because there's just, there's nothing there. Yeah. There's no charisma, no chemistry it's between a, it's them. It's a wasteland, this movie. It really is. It's such an, it's such an odd movie. I cannot, for the life of me, understand why you why they made this. I think it still stems from trying to make a unique and weird movie, and then take that movie because she's a unique and weird character, right? To, yeah. To decide just, yeah. to do, yeah, <clears throat> to decide to do Madam Web is to say like we're going to do something fucking weird. It's right? bold. Yeah. It's a it's a real challenge. Right. And then at some point, the studio must have gotten scared and said, "Try to just make it a superhero film." And it's like, well, then you need to not make Madam Web. Like, you need to make a new, different thing. They couldn't even make her an old lady. Like, even even this is in tw- 2023, she's still not going to be old when Peter Parker... No, she's like, going to be, now. like, 50. Yeah. And it's like, they couldn't even make her an old lady. They, they were so averse to anything unusual or, uh, like, seen as unconventional. There's nothing unconventional about an old lady. But, like... For for Hollywood for a is, superhero right? movie, yeah, for a, a yeah. blockbuster movie like this, yeah, they can't they have any women older than thirty eight. Exactly, <laughs> and so they couldn't they couldn't take this weird idea and make it the weird thing it needed to be. And there's like I feel like there's like little hints of that it was like I really think like the subway scene when it's really jarring and confusing and it's like horror jumps. I think that was the strongest the movie is. Yeah. And it felt like there was something there that got got completely fucking overshadowed by this larger need to make a superhero movie. And it just, the movie is, there's nothing here. There's nothing to make a super, don't try to make a fucking superhero movie out of this. Yeah, it's, this is it's, what it's just nothing. This, like I said, this movie is a wasteland. It is. It really is. Fuck, man. Madam Web, incredible. Villain's crushed gonna, by a Pepsi sign. Crushed by a Pepsi sign that he, I think he caused to fall, right? Yeah. yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, this is a intolerably boring movie. Um, it's not a, it's not fun, bad. It's just boring. It has it, it, the best way to, <clears throat> to like watch this movie is the way Twitter's been like showing clips of like all the most incredible line deliveries. Yeah. Like that, those moments, like watch it in a montage. Um, yeah, that's true. There is, I did say it's bad in a fascinating way and that's still mostly true. So you could you watch like this. Movies, yeah. yeah. You could watch this in, in like a scientific way. Yes. And really probably so. get some enjoyment out of it. Just, to, just to be confounded at every decision that's being made. <laughs> it's, it is really fucking baffling. It's it's just. Remember it's when such she a... has a cat? Oh yeah. It's... Why'd she have a cat? I don't know. It's such a great example of what we were saying earlier of the story being like the fifth or sixth consideration. Right. So it's just it is a it's movie it is a movie about nothing. Yes. Remember when she says she was a foster kid and she was the best foster kid because she peed outside and everything. Mm-hmm. And then the scene just keeps going. Like she didn't just say something. Right, completely like, weird. Like, yeah. She says it to Adam Scott and he just kind of, they let it hang there for a second and it's really awkward. Yeah. And then they just move on. <laughs> I think the attempts at humor is the most fascinating part of this 
because I think they were they like they were trying to go for like charming befuddled humor that was really dependent. I feel like it's almost Dakota Fanning pointing out there's no jokes here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where it's like and I think a lot of superheroes fall on this issue which is like they'll say it funny or like they'll say a line and they'll say it in a funny way and then when you think about it for more than a second you're like that didn't mean anything yeah, did it? Yeah, it made any sense, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it was them like almost protesting by being like I'm going to just say these lines flat so you can hear them and yeah, process and them. You can hear them land. <laughs> yeah, and they don't mean anything. Yeah. Um gosh, God, this damn. movie. I don't think I have anything I'm done, else. man. I'm I'm ready to be done. Yeah, I, I, <sighs> Here, all right, I have one final thing to say. Sure. Which is, it just bugs me to no end, and this is across the board, is that we're getting all these like post-peak Marvel afterthought movies, and it's no coincidence that they're the ones that have like the most women, yeah, and like the the like people of color and like like diverse characters and they're gonna learn the wrong lesson from that and we've already seen that with bob Iger saying like the problem is we have too many messages in these movies and it's like there's no messages no what you're saying is there's just diverse people in these movies and i can't stress enough that's not the problem no the problem is you you didn't start making those until 13 years after saturating the market with smashing action figures together and now they're just like I saw both Blue Beetle and Miss and the Marvels, and they're perfectly fine movies had they been made ten years ago. That's their their only problem is that we've seen it all before, and so it's just like it's irritating because like there's been a few whiffs like this. That said, that's not this movie's problem. No, this movie is bad. Yes, this movie is bad in an incredible way. Yeah, really astounding way. I, I'm really, uh, I really admire Sony's adherence to not putting Spider-Man in a single one of their goddamn Spider-Man movies. They seem to want to do this like Spider-Man cinematic universe around him. And it's like, I'm sorry, there's nothing so far. You haven't shown me anything interesting enough for that. Like, I think they think like, you know, how Batman, one of the best things about Batman is like these villains and you could almost see them having their own movie. Right. Mm hmm. I don't think you can do that for Spider-Man. <laughs> no. And I think they don't... I get it because you look, he has a lot of villains too, right? Yeah, he and does. They're, and they're interesting, but I think you still kind of need Spider-Man. I, I don't know. At some point, you know, it'd be pretty cool. That really would have made Morbius a cool movie as if Morbius yeah. like fought Spider-Man in it. That'd be yeah. cool. Yeah. Still wouldn't have been that cool. No, it wouldn't I have been. It. This was greenlit right after Morbius. So that makes me think that Sony is just like, all right, so our our quest to make terrible films continues. Yeah, like, yeah. all right, Morbius, perfect. We nailed it. God, what else can movie. we fuck Holy up? Holy cow. Uh, I love let's it. be done, Dave. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank Don't you. see Madam Web. Or Don't do. Encourage or it. do, but not in the theater. Yeah. I mean, listen, we'll probably watch this on a Friday night. Um, oh yeah this is a good candidate yeah. it's so boring we're gonna put yeah. people to sleep it's gonna yeah, be the worst hangout ever <laughs> what we're referring to is we we actually have friday movie nights through our patreon patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed uh for five dollars a month you get access to exclusive podcasts like tom and jeff watch batman fox Mulder's maniac star trek the next futurama Spielboys, and yeah friday night movie nights where we watch mostly bad movies usually we try to make them interesting you know, uh, we, we aim for fun, not. bad. We aim for fun, bad. Yes. Um, and I, I don't know, man, this is on the line. I mean, sure. sometimes we get robot jocks. Sometimes we get Madam Web. Yeah. Um, we also have a store. Head over to GameflyUnemployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store. Where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your web shooting peepers onto that. Yeah. God, no, the day, there's this no web movie. shooting peepers. Not one web was shot. Not one web was shot, except for a psychic web at the end. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was, I guess, a web. Pepsi it's, her last name is Web. Yeah, yeah, little on the nose. Little on the nose. It's, <laughs> what are the odds? Uh, what are the fucking odds? Uh, son of a bitch. 
<laughs> Great movie. Yeah, I can't wait for the sequel.